Why, hello there. You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host, Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe, so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. Welcome to today's topic where we're going to dive into mental health. Mental health is a topic I've wanted to talk about more openly for quite some time. I really want to take a little bit of time today to speak about my own personal experiences, but I'm anticipating this may be a multiple part series because there really is a lot to unpack. Following this, I'm going to share some of the dumb things I've done just to lighten the mood a little bit. There's a common theme. I'm pretty sure you'll see that common theme. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. So we've come a long way with mental health awareness over the past 10 years. I recall uh, back when I was diagnosed with my mental health condition, it was still a very taboo topic, uh, something that wasn't as common or widely accepted in the community. Uh, In addition, it's something I wouldn't really share with people. And to be fair, I still don't share the details now. Um, I recall a, a mindset of toughen up, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, A lot of people believing that the younger generations just purely needed to toughen up and that would cure their mental health concerns. Today, depression is one of the leading disabilities globally, with suicide being the fourth leading cause of death in 15 to 29 year olds. Depression is one of the most common mental illnesses and main causes of disability worldwide. It's estimated that 264 million people are affected by depression. More women being impacted than men. Another very common mental illness is anxiety, which is often paired with depression, but can be solo. It's estimated that 275 million people suffer from anxiety disorders. And there's an array of other conditions, bipolar disorders, schizophrenia, dementia, autism, many, many more. It took me many years to come to terms with the fact that I suffer from a chronic mental health illness. I was in denial for a very long time. I even recall walking out of my psychiatrist's office after the first consultation thinking, no, she didn't get that right. No, no, she got that wrong. For the first few months, I actually fought the entire process. Eventually, I saw that the medication was stabilizing me and my feelings and emotions. 
And over time, I was able to see she had gotten the diagnosis right. The medication took many months before it was actually making a positive impact. We tried lots of different medications. When they didn't work, we tried again with something else. Finally, after a long journey, I can see the benefits of having good health supported by a good health professional who's committed to your well-being. I had a long, untreated mental health illness, and I used to pretend that it didn't exist and my feelings uh, weren't really worthy of being recognized. So for the majority of my life, I just ignored it. For me, treatment is critical to my well-being and ability to function each day. My treatment plan includes a very strict medication schedule. Unfortunately for me, that's really the only way to be healthy and functioning. Medication is a sensitive topic. I've heard people stating medication doesn't work for them. In some instances, possibly true. Um, But a lot of the time, it's because the right medication hasn't been identified. And it is very much a trial and error process. It requires a lot of monitoring and treatment by a highly trained professional and really a lot of patience on the patient's behalf. The problem with mental health illnesses being left untreated or poorly treated is the lack of stability that the individual has and the impact that can have on yourself and those around you. In other instances, psychology can help. But ideally, being untreated is very high risk to the individual. I would much prefer to deal with trying lots of medications than being completely untreated and each day being totally unpredictable and uncontrollable. So ideally, if you feel something isn't right, then really it doesn't hurt to see a professional. Some people need help managing their conditions. Nothing wrong with that. I've had a few people in my life who've been very obviously unstable, yet they've failed to seek treatment. A lot of the times, having chaos in every aspect of their lives. Supported by unhealthy patterns. These people have a tendency to blame others around them. Failing to stop and look in the mirror. Ideally, if you're looking at your life and it's complete chaos with many burning fires, it might be time to stop and consider, what impact am I having on these situations? Am I mentally and physically healthy? Treatment in some form is the key to a healthy mind and stability. Mental health in the workplace crops its head up in two main circumstances. The first, you're suffering from a mental health illness and you're wondering, is this something that I feel comfortable sharing with colleagues or a line manager? I've only shared with one line manager. I haven't really felt the need to bring my personal life into the workplace because I was able to draw those distinct lines between personal and professional and really applied that need-to-know mindset. Whether you do or don't, it's totally down to personal preference. This is a tough one for me because I touched on females in the workplace in my second episode, Selling Your Soul to the Corporate World. If you recall, I touched on the mentoring and coaching I'd received in the past where I was told the best females in the workplace are those that have no emotions or no emotional reactions within the workplace. So how do you even touch on the topic of mental health? It feeds directly into our emotions. And this is where my hesitation has always come from. I've shared my mental health diagnosis with friends in the past, but they've failed to understand or wish to be educated and judged me for having a mental health illness. 
Once you've been burnt in the past, it's very hard to come back from that. For me, it all comes down to need to know. If I feel my workplace performance is being impacted by my condition, then yeah, I'll share. Otherwise, if there's no adverse impact to my ability to perform, then that information remains private. The second thought process is the idea of mental health illness due to burnout in the workplace. There are some jobs that mental health burnout is quite common with, uh, thinking about emergency service workers who deal and see some of the most horrific things day to day. But mental health can come into the equation regardless of your role and the work that you do. We're all pushed to work longer hours, commit ourselves to our work and perform above expectations at all times. Surely that alone is enough to impact an individual's mental health. Don't ignore the telltale signs of mental health concerns. If you recognise something or it doesn't feel right for yourself or a loved one, it could be time to address it. COVID has had a huge impact on mental health, with people being isolated more so than usual. I mean, a life-threatening illness running rampant? It's no doubt everyone's feeling worried, stressed and concerned. I recall back maybe uh, six months into the original COVID lockdown, the Australian healthcare system provided some free psychology and psychiatry appointments to Australians in an effort to ensure mental health and well-being were being prioritised. Last term while I was teaching, I set an assignment for my students surrounding training, learning and development in organisations. Quite a few students submitted assessments outlining the efforts of their workplaces where they were undertaking mental health awareness and detection through mental health first aid training. I was so happy to hear that employers are now employing training and support for people more broadly than outside just the physical. As an individual, I've been on my own personal journey with mental health for for many years now. I have my condition identified my treatment underway and a long-term plan in place. Over time, I now know the telltale signs of a flare-up and I know the things I need to do to stabilise. I also know who to call on for help at those worst moments. I know when I need mental rest. I know when I just need to be. I also know if my intrusive thoughts become too intense where to turn. I think a big part of being mentally well is having a good support system whether that's one person or several, friends or family. It's important to have people around you who understand you and the challenges you are facing. I've spent a lot of years thinking my mental illness was something that was negative, but I've come to terms with the fact that it's part of who I am and it shapes who I am, whether I like it or not. So we shouldn't feel defined or ashamed by the parts that make us up. Mental illness doesn't define us. We're so much more. So the toughest part is realising something's not right with either ourselves or a loved one. Then we've got to work out how do you function. So first and foremost, treatment in some form, critical first step. Whether that's medical, psychological, psychiatry, counselling and so on. Second is a support system. Third is transparency where needed. And fourth is self-awareness. We need to be able to look at ourselves openly and recognise whether there's something that's just not right. So what are some of the other things that help? I've identified five things. So exercise is a really big help. Uh, For a very long time, I've avoided exercise like the plague. (laughs) Um, But I've seen the positive impact exercise can have on my mental health. 
And you know what, the exercise doesn't need to be going to the gym and lifting insane weights or running a marathon. Even just getting out for a short walk works well. I've been lead training my puppy. So for anyone who has ever had a puppy or a dog in their lives, um, puppies can be the most wonderful, uh, yet the most insanely frustrating little creatures. Uh, Mine has a habit of being so naughty most of the time. Lead training is a huge task. Not only are you training them not to drag you, but you're also teaching them command words and just to walk in a straight line, which is a huge challenge for puppies. I feel like my upper body strength is amazing right now. Uh, My dog weighs about 15 kilos, but he uses his harness like a bungee cord. So I'm constantly correcting his lead walking. Um, He actually threw my back out a couple of weeks back. So that was wonderful. (laughs) The point is just getting out for an hour or more each day has, has really made an incredible difference to my mindset. The next one's breakfast. Uh, I never used to eat breakfast, but now I really make a point to start my day with something tasty and a coffee. So at the moment, I'm obsessed with cooking uh, toasted sourdough bread with cherry tomatoes, boccaccini and balsamic glaze uh, covered with herbs and spices and salt and pepper. Absolute perfection. The third is doing something nice for myself as often as possible. So it might be a small gift here or there or maybe some online shopping. (laughs) But I do make an effort to do some nice things for myself. So my fourth one is I cook. And when I say I cook, um, I'm not just referring to standard meals. I'm referring to really complex recipes. So I often go on these little no-repeat meals sprees where I only cook new recipes for a period of time. And the last thing is we play games. So we have a Nintendo Switch and it's one of the best things that we've ever purchased. Uh, You'll often find us playing Mario Party and having a few wines on a Friday night. I don't claim to be an expert on this topic, but I have had to embrace my own journey and work on my own mental health and well-being for over a decade now. If I can offer any words of advice, if something doesn't feel right, just go see someone. Determine good habits and employ these to improve your mental health. It's really important that we're taking the time to ensure our mental health is in good functioning form. It's as important as our physical health. And it should be a topic that we're more comfortable discussing. We're more than our diagnosis. I want to bring a more relaxed and common voice to the topic of mental health. We shouldn't feel ashamed. We should be able to be our authentic selves and not be judged. Uh, Judgment, you're not welcome here. Get out of here. There is no time for judgment on my podcast. I'm thinking it all comes back to some of the previous topics I've discussed. All of the factors I've mentioned come into play in some form of our lives, whether that be having not the best people around us, a challenging work environment, or difficulties making friends. As adults, at the end of the day, we come back to the same thinking, which is to curate your life. Put out and receive positive aesthetic vibes and to be empowered to take what we have and build the best lives. As with every single podcast, we end on a lighter topic. 
Today's topic is based around some of the dumbest things I've ever done. So strap in. This is a long list. I've handpicked some of my favorites and I'll save some for other future podcasts. Let's do this. In 2019, we had tickets to FOMO, which is a music festival, uh, standing for Fear of Missing Out. So the festival was right down the street, no more than a five-minute drive. We went to the festival the year before to see Post Malone, which was exceptional. However, this year we decided to pregame. So the festival's an all-day event, but we only wanted to go in the early evening to see the headliners. My husband said it would be a great idea for us to drink some wine and then do some vodka shots before we actually left the house. His mindset was, oh, the lines are going to be super long at the festival, so let's just pregame, and then if we have to wait in a line, we're not going to sober up too quickly. So I was like, this is a brilliant idea. The last thing I remember is walking through the festival gates, having my ID checked, and then starting off down to the stage. That was it. I don't remember seeing the concert. I don't remember seeing the headliners. Um, And then the next morning I woke up, uh, I was wearing a random singlet from my wardrobe. Um, I didn't feel too bad. Um, but turns out I was so drunk I couldn't stand and my husband actually carried me through the entire event. Um, I also managed to lose my license. So yeah, hats off to me. Uh, we'll say shout out to the legend who posts my license back to me. Um, I wish I knew who it was because I would have bought them tickets to the next festival. So going back to my early party days, which was pretty much my life during my early 20s. Um, Apologies to anyone who knew me back then. I was fucking crazy. Um, One night I'd been drinking for many hours and there used to be the Sunday sessions. The Sunday sessions started at a pub and then moved on to a nightclub. And the Sunday sessions had things like um, two for fives. So two vodka cruises for five dollars. Um, so (laughs) we used to get on it on a Sunday. So one night I'd been drinking for many hours. Um, I remember going from the pub to the nightclub (laughs) and then I remember my mum picking me up because I was going back to her place to stay. Um, I remember getting there, getting changed from my clothes into my pajamas, but I fell over as I was putting my pajamas on into a closet and the door shut and locked me in. So... (laughs) thank god for the sound of my drunken body hitting the floor like a bag of shit um and my mum actually came in and was like what the fuck are you okay and I'm like yeah um I could have been stuck in there all night okay so I feel like I've got a theme here (laughs) I feel like my theme is I drink too much and do dumb shit. Um, okay, so then on the same vein, <laughs> this is a this is a this is a doozy. This is a bit of a long one, right? So, 
first year uni for my undergrad degree. So that was maybe 15 years ago, more. How old am I now? Maybe closer to 18 or 19 years ago. Jesus, that's a long time. Oh my God. Um, I had a lot of fun in my undergrad degree. The uni I went to had the this insane competition called Iron Man. Shout out to anyone who actually knows what that is before I explain it. Okay, so it's a drinking competition, right? So you wake up as early as possible and you drink all day and all night. So if you enter this competition, you have to drink all day with no stopping. And then you enter into these rounds. And in these rounds, you need to consume different things. So the year that I went to, um, and I'm pretty sure this was the last year because this was not safe. This was really bad. And it's not that it was condoned, but it was just never shut down. And and the uni allowed it to happen on their premises. Um, Wouldn't happen nowadays, right? So they enter the, (laughs) the contestants enter the rounds and um, they have to consume things. So the the year that I went to was uh, one round was raw sausages. <laughs> one round was like a jar of Vegemite. And then there was another round that was curdled milk. I can't remember how many rounds there were, but there were a lot of rounds. So basically the rules are you're in the competition until you vomit and then you're out. However, if you can consume your own vomit or someone else's, you're back in the game. (laughs) So a lot of the times, this is absolutely disgusting, but a lot of the times people would vomit into their beer glass and then drink it straight down. So I didn't enter. Um, Oh, and I must say, when you win the competition, you get a T-shirt that says Iron Man of the university this year, whatever the year is. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. It's just a T-shirt. <laughs> um, so I remember getting up super early. Um, there were really big crowds that used to spectate. Um, but the spectators drink all day too. So everyone's just drinking all day constantly. So um, I went to the competition with a whole bunch of other people that lived in the share house that I lived in. Um, we had so much fun. We were drinking all day. And I think they had a, a band on at the bar that the event occurred at. So we're all super hammered and we decided to go home and continue drinking. I think we'd started drinking like 7am or something stupid like that. So some bright spark decided it'd be great to do Zambuka shots. Fucking hate Zambuka. Anything that's licorice flavoured. Oh, Disgusting. So I didn't want to be a party pooper. I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Um, Several shots in, I was literally toast because I'd been drinking all day. Um, I remember going to bed in a friend's bed. And then when he came to check on me, (laughs) I'd vomited all through his bed. Um, I got up in my drunken stupor and decided that it would be a really good idea to get a high pressure hose to clean out the room and I was like everything will dry like it's no big deal let's just go get a high pressure hose and we'll just hose everything in the fucking house in a bedroom bed clothes like you know bed stuff like bedroom stuff 
Uh, sorry, I remember going to get it. And they were like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, because you will destroy everything in the room. Uh, so, yeah, uh, don't get drunk and go and get a high-pressure hose and attempt to clean someone's room. It's really not a good idea. All right, honourable mention for my last one. Anyone else ever spewed into a plastic bag sober and accidentally left it on a bus? Yeah, neither. (laughs) All right, so that's a few dumb things that I've done. I have lists of this shit. Um, I've done so many stupid things. Um, I think it's because I really am a menace when I drink, and I probably only remember half of the stupid things I've done. Um... So yeah, I'm interested. Anyone else completely stupid when they drink and just do dumb shit? Or is that just me? Well, that's a wrap. So I hope my discussion on mental health has offered something to you. Uh, It's a really tough topic and it's one that's really hard to talk about. Um, But it's something that shouldn't be judged and we shouldn't be judgy on. Um, Especially if you haven't experienced it yourself. Or even worse, if you have, you shouldn't be judging other people really. I urge you to make sure that mentally you're well supported. Um, And I hope my lighter topic some stupid shit that I've done um was a bit of a laugh um I'd be interested to know if anyone else has done some similar stuff uh I really can't help my stupid self when I'm drinking I'm an idiot a complete idiot join me next episode when I'm going to tackle the topic of toxicity whether that's in the workplace or with an individual in your life we'll close with me turning the tables on my husband Sean and asking him some of my pressing questions. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Until next time, bye!